get up, get up, get out of the door. Head on over to Shop Tour Bus. Go get yourself some uh, uh, new clothes, man. Yeah, some sick t-shirts, super comfortable hoodies, maybe even a tote bag, a couple stickers, something like that with Grateful Dead. Um, what are they? Like mysteries. They're like little song mysteries. Picture mystery shirt design things <laughs> of Grateful Dead songs. Go check it out. ShopTourBus.com or at ShopTourBus on Instagram. You're going to get all kinds of extras in your bag. You might even get a Grateful Dead cassette bootleg in your order. A little miracle from our family over at Shop Tour Bus. And hey, when you're checking out, don't forget to put in the promo code NOSIMPLEROAD, all one word. No Simple Road. Because they are hooking you up with free shipping. See, it's a hookup all the way around. You're hooking them up with, with business and they're giving you free shipping and fun man go check out shop tour bus you'll see what i'm talking about they are the coolest designs on or off the lot anywhere you've ever seen anywhere ever with your eyeballs shoptourbus.com no simple road is stoked to have sunset lake cbd back with us as our sponsor sunset lake is the real deal if you've looked around trying to find cbd and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order and I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you so you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD everybody. No simple road. Yeah, here we go. Sure. Are you I'm not sure? Because sure, sure? you keep saying that, and then you're like, one, one more thing, one more thing, no, one more thing. No more things. That's it. Hey, now, no Silver Road family. This is Aaron, <laughs> and this is Mel, and Apples and I here. Wah, wah, he, wah. he was here for the interview, though. Yes, that, he with, was with David Gabro from Discography. Is that how you say it? So, well, I think it's discography. Discography. Yeah. Discogra- yeah. Discography. Yeah. Like discography. Yeah, yes. Yeah, graffiti. Free, yes. Yeah. It's a brand new podcast. It's part of the Osiris network with us. Wow. Welcome to the network, Dave. Welcome, Dave. And uh, this was a hell of a fucking fun conversation. Yeah. I feel like if anyone's interested in like behind the scenes of podcasting or like podcast talk, this is going to be very interesting for you. And what Dave is doing is to say ambitious is, is undercutting. Yeah. He's what he does. His he's going all in. Yeah. This is like an individual that is putting out four episodes a week, plus Patreon content, plus, 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 plus 
I don't know when the guy sleeps. I guess we kind of discussed yeah, that Yeah, we, we talked about that. <laughs> um, but we just, we hit it off right away with Dave and had a well, blast. Well, Dave's real. He's real. <laughs> That's for sure. And he's going to tell it like it is. And so the more people we talk to like that, the better. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like when people tell it, tell it like it is. I, he reminds me of a comedian and I can't think of the guy's name. Not the Bueller guy? Bueller? The one that says Bueller. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. Uh, Levy is who I was thinking. No, Eugene Levy's not the Bueller guy. But I, I thought I'm thinking, that was not him. No, no, I'm thinking of Lewis Black. Well, that's who I, I didn't mean Bueller. I meant Eugene Levy. He he, no. he even sounds like Lewis Black. Yeah. a little bit. And I could see him. I'm getting all, all, all just like him. Um, but yeah, man, this is a a guy that is all in when it comes to podcasting and podcasting for music. And giving people the content that they're that they're looking for, he's got thorough, deep dives, yeah, uh, with members of the Minutemen and Testament and Michelle Phillips. They did a whole thing on you know, Mamas and the Papas. Yeah, and these or are he, not they. He did. Yeah, <laughs> and and these are not like hour long interviews. These are like four hour. They're episodes. Yeah, yeah, five hour deep dives that are like mini documentaries. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow, audio, well done. Yeah, many audio documentaries. And that's really cool that he is devoting himself to this craft and has the tenacity behind it. And he's really taught us a lot about not ignoring Patreon and really putting a lot of energy in there. But also, he's got a lot of energy to give. Yeah. Like he's, you know. And he's my age. Yeah. I was going to say our age, but you're young. <laughs> you're still young. All right. So I'll take that. Yeah. So, Mel. Yeah. Um, right now it's Thursday and uh, we have four days left before we leave for Fish, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, what part of Fish, Mexico are you most looking forward to? Um, I guess the sunshine right now. I am really excited about having warm weather and like letting my body feel the weather, dressing not as warm <laughs> right like having the body literally like my the sunshine literally hitting my body i miss that like that's something from vegas that i really miss is having a warm sun yeah the, yeah. Sun. the sun is the thing that we I miss. miss that i a get lot. it this is the first year living here that i've felt like yeah okay i'm kind of done with winter right now yeah first time i don't necessarily am, i'm not really mad at winter i just like i i need it i yeah. want no, it i, get I it. crave it um i i can't wait to oh wait and we have a cool jacuzzi in our room and i'm excited about Hell that yeah <laughs> i was gonna that's what i was just gonna say i can't wait to stay in a four star four and a half star hotel that's that's what i'm looking forward to hell yeah being and being with our friends yeah. oh and seeing fish <laughs> and being in that's mexico that's the whole thing and hanging out with you you just wanted to talk about it is food. that it i'm looking forward to the food too <laughs> aaron's been very excited about the mexico trip and has been bringing it up every day I, with I, good reason i am honestly I, I take it all back you're not you, looking forward to it no do you want to know what i'm most excited about oh what the latte that i'm gonna have at the houston airport <laughs> That. I'm excited about traveling with our friends, Krista and Sean. Yeah, yeah me too, I'm man. super excited. There's like all these fun little things that are 
happening on the way there, there. Um, yeah. So I'm super stoked about uh, the whole thing. Yeah. So we're going to spend our weekend this weekend, putting together a bunch of content for all of you so that you have it while we're gone. Cause we don't want to leave you all in the lurch. That's right. And, uh, yeah, just send us good travel thoughts this year as we leave for Mexico on Monday night. All right, everybody. It's going to be let's, great. Let's get them all to the interview with David. Yeah. But before we do that, we're going to tell you about how you should be a member of our Patreon, our Patreon. Yeah, man. So go to nosimpleroad.com. No, no, well, you can't no. click on that. Go to patreon.com forward slash nosimpleroad. Well, I was going to get them there the long way, I guess. Yeah. You can go there through our website as well, but go to patreon.com forward slash nosimpleroad and join for a buck a month, five bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, whatever bucks a month you want. And then we will have some content back there as well. You can get the shows ad free and early before anyone else does. And um, we have, we're building a community there. Yeah. We're not where we want to be, but we're in funner places than we've ever been there. Yeah, that's for sure. And uh, um, Apple's putting up stuff. I'm putting up content when I have time. Aaron's doing his like reviews of coffee and just, you know, sometimes special thoughts that come up and we're just throwing them up there too. So that's um, No Simple Roads Patreon. So and do you, that. You can go to our website and gather No Simple Road merchandise there. It's nosimpleroad.com. You can also sign up for our newsletter, which comes out whenever I feel like putting out a newsletter. Our calendar of events is up there and you can get a tarot reading from Mel and I. That's Right. Dead tarot deck. You can go there and sign up and spend an hour with me and Mel over Zoom, reading your cards and seeing what's going down. So that is our website. You and can then, all, go ahead. Well, I was going to say you can call 971 808 1524, and that is our tepid line. And we have a call. Woo! No simple road, fam. This is Dave from California. Uh, what's up, Dave? I just wanted to say, I, I know you uh, often say that you should use the tepid line for whatever we want. You can do whatever uh, you but want. But you encourage show That's reviews right. or um, things like that. Um, I think it'll be a while before I get any kind of show review. It's just tickets are expensive mm-hmm. nowadays, um, prohibitively so for me. So unfortunately, I don't have a show review. Um, I just wanted to say that I want, wish everybody love today. I wanted to send my love to Aaron and Mel and Apple and Thank Ryder you. and love you, buddy. everybody in the NSR fam today. Um, I just feel like somebody out there needs to hear that they're loved today. So this is me pushing my love out to the fam today. Mm-hmm. And I hope that everybody is healthy and happy and supported in whatever way you need. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you do. Know that you are loved today. And um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's I it. feel full of joy today and wanted to share that with the fam. So I love you all out there. Whoever's hearing my voice, Whoever's listening to me in the future on this episode, <laughs> That's cool. wherever they play this, if they play it on, on the air, um, I love you. I love you all. And I hope that humanity as a whole has a good day today. Oh, that's wow. a sweet thought. What a, that is what a, a wonderful person. Out from the California Panda. <laughs> Later California Panda, David. Oh my gosh. Okay. There's a lot of things there. First of all, 
Thank you for being the good vibe representative this week. I really appreciate that. I think David gets gets the job as NSR hype man. Yeah. Yeah. And we got two good Davids on today. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for doing that and reminding everybody that there are people out there that love them. Because you know what, David, you're right. People f- sometimes forget. Sometimes they go in dark places and dark corners and they literally forget that people care about them. Yeah. And just hearing it from somebody sometimes is enough to lift you out of your funk. Yeah. I mean, like, and you don't you even need to know them. That's right. You're like, you know what? That's cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you got a little more spring in your step. And just, you know, you sent another, um, another voicemail and I just want to thank you for participating in no simple road. That is really what that means to me. Like whatever you say on your three minutes (laughs) of the tepid line is fine, but you're actually participating in the no simple road, um, river. And I appreciate that. And so thank you for doing that. Oh, shit. We got a new review. <gasps> what? We did. Okay, so let's hear I'm it. I'm going to check this out. Oh, my out. God. Oh, and I owe them an art piece. Yes, you do. Okay, let's hear uh, it. So here, what I was going to say, thank you, David, for calling in consistently on the tepid line, showing everybody what it's all about, how to engage with No Simple Road. That's 971-808-1524. Now, check this out. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we've been begging for months, actually. Like, like uh, safe tie third. Okay. Like safety third. Yes. Yeah, I get it. I get it. No simple road is the best. Beyond having a trove of an insightful and inspiring interviews, Aaron, Mel, and Apple are three people who are just genuinely sweet to listen to. The NSR Weekly Rewind is always a wonderful mix of heartwarming, funny, and thought-provoking conversations, and I really cherish hearing each week's episode. Mm. As I write this review, I'm listening to their most recent rewind, and loving the review of the Dark Star Show. One of my favorite aspects of the show is being able to hear reactions to goings-on in the jam scene, like DSO Raging the Roseland, from three people whose opinions and experiences I really respect. I really can't recommend this show enough, even for people who are not in the jam community. The perspective that NSR provides really has universal resonance, and I think there's something for everyone in their catalog. Much love. Thank you, Safety Third. That's cool to hear because you know i know that we're a jam podcast i guess in the fall in that kind of category but we're so such different people that i don't think that about that when i think about no simple road no simple road is its own universe yeah so i feel like there's so much for no anybody you're right but because we we can get you know kind of grouped with that because we love the jam scene you know well thank you for that really really sweet review and whoever you are yeah, shoot us an email at no simple road at gmail.com and Please. let us know that it was you and shoot us your email your, an address a mailing address so mel can get you your art piece yeah. and we're going to continue to bribe you so <laughs> please leave leave more reviews everybody yeah i want to go okay. to apple Podcasts and leave them i want to leave something specific and and beautiful for you so if you like send us an email maybe you can just put like the time of year you were born or your favorite color or something that you really enjoy doing a cool hobby any kind of little clues like that and then i can send you something mm, Mel's gonna make you awesome. some mojo yeah yeah so thank you for doing that and hey all of you out there as 
as you well know by now, if you listen to the show, if you leave reviews on Apple Podcasts for us, if you've never done it, what it does is it helps other people find the show. So please go do that for us. We would appreciate it. And uh, besides that, tell somebody you love about yeah, No Simple Road so that we can spread exciting. our mycelial network across the universe of connected hearts, minds, and souls in this musical universe that we're all a part of and and stuff. So if you man. listen to this episode with David Cabro and you're like, dang, my friend would love this episode Tell them about it. Yep. Send it to them. Oh, last but not least, No Simple Road is part of Osiris Media. I would love to welcome Discography to the Osiris Media Network. And I would welcome. like to tell all of you about another podcast called Too Much Effing Perspective. And that is with uh, Radiohead's old tour manager and his sidekick. And let me tell you, this is deep dives. They are going over people's spinal tap moments when they were out on the road. And they have a, a episode up right now with Stuart Copeland. And Stuart Copeland is a storyteller, to say the least. So go check out the Too Much Effing Perspective podcast. The episode with Stuart Copeland is up right now. And that is us. And we're part of Osiris. And you know what I'm talking about, man. Yeah. So. You ready, Mel? We get him to the interview? I'm very ready. You look like you're ready. You're rubbing your eye. You I, well, I, I have something in my eye. Okay. That's why I was rubbing it. Here we go. Because I'm tired. <laughs> Without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you David, David Gabro. It doesn't hit the same when it's just you and me. It just doesn't. There's not like the three-part harmony. It's Apple's voice is dope. We need Apple here. I know. We love you guys. Tell him. Here we go. Yay! Hey, right. Even Yay. better. There we go. Guten Morgen, folks. What's up, man? Guten Morgen. Right on. How are you guys doing? That's the last German you'll be hearing from me. Right. Bueno, bueno. <laughs> How's everyone doing today? How's everyone moods? Uh, I'm in a great mood. Yeah, we I'm actually in a really like good mood too. Um, for a rarity, have an entire day off when we're done. But are you going to treat it like that or is yes. it just technically? Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll treat it I like don't know, that. Are we? Yeah, we'll treat it. Like, we have one thing that I said we needed to do and that's it. Okay. I have that's to, it. I have to cook dinner that's tonight. That, that's I have, I, to, I have to go to the store <laughs> and then make dinner. So yeah, not a lot. I, li I like to think that the three of you have all the same things to do at every point during every day. <laughs> That's the case. That's the case sometimes. <laughs> I love. I love that. You know, I have a four-year-old, so Aww. I love that. That that kind of brain can only encompass that type of thinking. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, I'm Aaron. So to me, that is you. Hi, Eric. You said Aaron. 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 That's what I thought you said. Okay. And then I'm I'm Apple. And I'm Mel. Hi Mel. Hi Apple. Hi Aaron. Hey Dave, David. Tell uh, tell the folks that are listening who you are and where you're from. What you do. My name is Dave Gebro. I am a child of the universe, currently residing <laughs> in New Jersey, and uh, what I do is I have taken 
uh, I used to be an artist. I, I was oh. a filmmaker, uh, went to school for film, have two feature films I wrote, produced, and directed with a third on the way, and then got a straight job because I met a lady and I didn't want to come across like a loser sitting around <laughs> waiting for money to come in. <laughs> and then a bunch of medical stuff happened to me and my aesthetics came out of me sideways and I trash barreled my uh, career as a as a, a hearing instrument specialist fitting and testing for hearing loss and uh, fitting hearing aids and now i have a, a, a music obsessives podcast called discography and um in stark contrast to the laid-back uh you know outlook of a typical deadhead i put so much pressure on myself to have the highest output in the whole in the game so four shows a week if you know about No Simple Road, you know how much I love coffee. That's true. And how extremely excited I am to have a coffee sponsor on board with No Simple Road. But even more than that, knowing that it is our extended Grateful Dead and Fish family that owns Northbound Coffee Roasters. That makes it that much sweeter. It really, really does. Northbound Coffee Roasters is a family-owned and operated coffee roastery out of Mount Shasta, California. California. With a combined 22 years of coffee experience and 600 shows between them, Keith and Jen pursue top quality coffees to provide to their customers. Now, I want to back up. 600 shows, that is Grateful Dead and Fish shows, not all Grateful Dead shows. I, I was saying all Grateful Dead shows in the past. That was wrong. It is Grateful Dead and Fish. That's shows. still that's pretty a, impressive. So I, that's what I said. That's a lot of fish. That's a lot of a shows, lot of period, for, like for anything. And check this out. They are coffee nerds just like me. They specialize in organic wide variety of roast profiles blends and single origin offerings to match the taste of anybody who enjoys a quality cup of coffee so what you are going to do that you you out there listening to the sound of my voice you're going to go to northboundcoffee.com to learn more and place an order today and they ship anywhere in the u.s and their coffees are always freshly roasted to order to guarantee the most delicious delectable and satisfying cup of coffee use the promo code no simple road at checkout for free shipping on your first order of any size anywhere in the u.s and sign up for their newsletter for additional discounts and all kinds of inside info on the family over at northbound coffee roasters headlight on northbound train this is the fuel man Dave, that that was the first thing I wanted to say. Yeah. How? How well, are you? Well, first of all, congratulations out, yeah. on being able to do that, no matter how you do it. Because it's amazing. Thanks, it's, thank it's insane, first of all, and it's not just the four episodes. I get your newsletter too, and that's yeah, no yeah. joke. Like that, no. that stuff takes time, man. Well, for and for for yeah, each, yeah, for like each episode, you're like, I've, I've listened to your entire catalog in the last few days. Like, I mean, that's a you lot. Huh, no, when you say that, it's like I've listened uh -huh. to your entire catalog when you're going down the rabbit hole on rating all the records, singles, everything. That's a lot of listening on top of doing what you do. So I guess the question that lies yeah. at the bottom of all of that is how are you doing all this? <laughs> you never sleep. And having a kid. Oh, I don't end. really sleep. So in the last few years, thank, I mean, thank God. And also, oh, shit, I'm screwed that in the last couple of years, along with the creation of the show, I have had crippling insomnia that has made it possible to do the show. Um, <laughs> and, and also really kind of pitched in to me being flippant and leaving my career because my brain was not working. Uh, really? It was like it was honed in. 
you know, I was like, this is it. My whole life has come to this. Uh, this is like a, an important turning point. I can't turn my back on it. Uh, but, you know, I was deranged. It was like, uh, you know, my drug intake kind of mirrored maybe like 1968, mm-hmm. circa 68, dead. So it had that, you know, like a train will run you over, like the caboose will, uh, (laughs) that pounding thing that they did back then, which is uh, unequaled. And hopefully we could talk about that too. Absolutely. uh, um, You know, and actually early on in the show's gestation, I was going to do, because we're completist, doing a thing on the dead would basically mean giving the show over entirely to the dead which I have no problem with, but I was trying to figure out how do we tackle the that particular dilemma. And my solution to it was four shows, each focusing on an era of dead, only studio records, which of course is anathema to a true dead fan, right? but, but still to get through it. And I had Dennis McNally on board um, and then I abandoned it only temporarily to get to a point where, um, um, I had a bigger audience and could, could get, you know, really big guests who could help situate the dead in a place that was not mayor centric. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I get it. I tell you what, man, I've, I've learned actually in the past year is some of the younger Grateful Dead fans that are out there now know more than oh, yeah. all of us put together about the Grateful Dead. And I'm not talking about mayor centric dead. I'm talking about classic live Grateful Dead. These guys can quote you, you know, the 28 minute sugary from eight, four, you know, 72 is amazing. And, it's and they're got, like 24 years old. Yeah. And, and yeah. so I would, I would be happy to connect you with some of those cats if you want, when you decide to do that, because I think it would be cool to have a young perspective on the grateful dead when you do decide to do that and it it's such a herculean task to dig into the discography of a band like the grateful dead and like you said the studio stuff is anathema to a lot of deadheads but i i don't think i'm one of those not to me i I was gonna say me either i love the studio stuff american beauty is some of the best music that's ever been made as far as i'm concerned working man's dead and then if you're truly a, you know, if you're going to stand your ground on it's got to be live, then at the very least, you got to embrace Anthem of the Sun as a stone cold classic of forward thinking and and how you present a, a live music in a studio setting in that context, blending and bleeding in and out and actually giving form and shape to lysergic acid, which no one was really doing a great job of explaining but Mm -hmm. anthem of the sun does a pretty good job of explaining what it's like melt premium mushrooms a fine sponsor of no simple road they have a 30 percent off this month with the promo code no simple road and why would you go there what would you do because melt is putting out the most premium delicious chocolates mushroom chocolates with their blend of adaptogenic mushrooms they have four grams of their sacred mushroom blend in there these are going to lift you up they're gonna take you out of your mind and into your soul out of your body and into the stratosphere or 
You can just microdose them and, and hang yeah. out and do better work and stuff, man. Yeah. You know, that's what it's all about with mushroom chocolates. And hey, if you're not into the whole chocolate thing, you can get capsules from them. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to Instagram and follow at Melt Mushrooms, M-E-L-T-M-U-S-H-R-O-O-M-S. The let S the, is important. Yeah. Let them know that No Simple Road sent you and they will send you over a menu and voila. And you can take it from there. You're going to get your 30% off. It's going to be a whole thing. And, you know, if you didn't get chocolate for, for Valentine's Day, you can go hook yourself up. Or if you forgot to get that special someone in your life, a little chocolate, you could hook them up with one of these and really blow their cookies. So go check out Melt Mushrooms. That that album is imprinted in my psyche over and over and over again in from the age of like uh, 19 till now of like the quintessential what it is to be on acid. They really did musically play out what an acid trip is and explain sonically what's happening. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it really is. When you go to tackle something like the dead because you're not just jam you're not jam band centric at all yeah as a matter of fact i love the dead and i love fish and that's where it ends really all the rest of them uh to me are to and we, we probably shouldn't it's really okay. spend a lot of t- well no i'm just saying i don't want hate mail said <laughs> you know uh you're allowed the, to dislike yeah, things opinions are okay on no simple road <laughs> yeah i mean you know string cheese incident rusted root um especially dave matthews band i i really find contemptible actually not even not liking wow okay um and these, while, is this through listening only, or have you seen these live shows? Listening only. Okay. Okay, uh, that's fair. But we're, but the dead on uh, you know at conversely, there's great stretches in my life, starting when I was a young teenager, when nothing else sounded appropriate. Everything else musically sounded wrong to me for extended <laughs> periods of time. Um, but I will say that there's elements of the dead. And let, let's, you know, let's be honest. I mean, they try to tackle almost every genre in the playbook. Mm-hmm. So it's okay if there's a couple things that I don't particularly cotton to. And to me, that's anytime they play a Chuck Berry song, it's a skip. Yeah. I, I don't think they rock convincingly, and that's okay. They're not supposed to be the best at everything they do, period. Uh, but I hate their Chuck Berry covers. Um, also hate <laughs> drums in space. What? Because <laughs> it's what that is is a reminder that they've taken the the boundarylessness explorations of Dark Star, uh-huh. and because they're back to two drummers, they can't really do Dark Star anymore. So instead, they sequester it, they squash it down into this little space, which is code for let's get a beer, and oh. it's. Right. As soon as the coke <laughs> took over, as soon as the coke and heroin took over in seventy seven, seventy eight, right. Then those boundarylessness, those explorations, which to me were the heart and soul of the show, became peripheral. So I hate drums in space. Wow. Well, okay. I. You know what? I. I disagree with the sentiment. 
but the logic that you just presented is sound. Like the, the argument is sound. It's true that the, it became secondary and that prior to that time period, it was quintessential to a Grateful Dead show. But I think I'll counter that, that what you said with, I think the drums in space experience is incumbent more on the listener than the player. I think that it's the mindset of the person experiencing whatever it is that's happening, even if it's not coming from uh, that space. I think that the listener, if properly lubricated, can be can find that as well. I say that's it's my favorite time to dance. <laughs> Whenever it, I'm one of those one like the few dozen that are standing dancing when everybody else yeah. is sitting down or taking a break or whatever. Sure, sure. <laughs> And so, uh, you know, I'm curious of the three of you, mm-hmm. uh, are you, all of you, uh, unapologetically loving every era of the dead, or is there a year where any of the three of you fall off? I fall off period. I mean, I think that I never, I didn't grow up with the dead at all. Um, I started listening in, in my twenties when Aaron and I kind of got together and, um, I just never cared for them or, or sought them out. Um, Jerry died like one, like a month after I gave birth to my first daughter. So I wasn't in any of that kind of like, I just, it just never called to me. Um, but as we got, when we got older, I started seeing things like further and, you know, the different kinds of, yeah, rat dog. And I think it, I wouldn't. Wait, so how did, how did, how do you, so you do have a deep love for the dead, but only v- just very specific. It's, well, it's, I, I would say my love is very shallow. I would, I will say that it's more, um, because of. It's not bigger than a Cadillac. It's not bigger than a Cadillac. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm, I, I'm, I'm only foot deep. I'm not throat deep, you know, because I. How'd you wind up on this show? Shouldn't you be well, on a, a I know, role? shouldn't she I be on another she show? Is, she is a diehard fish fan. Though. Well, I'm yeah, on this yeah. show just because Aaron and I've been married 26 years and I kind of tagged along for the ride now six years later I've seen the dead I I mean it's fine for me it's fine what I like about it is the camaraderie and everything else but like it can be any music to be honest they could do Chuck Berry I wouldn't care I'm with my my friends. <laughs> I'm it's the experience of it for me. It's it's truly not about the music in that specific regard. However, it does speak to you when you properly lubricate it. And so for that yeah. for from that realm, I also appreciate it. But like just straight up I, I She's mean, not listening to the I'm, dead on the way home from yeah, work. I'm yeah. not doing it. Right, right. Aaron and Apple, how about you guys? Go ahead, I mean, Apple. You go next. I'll, I, I'd say uh, I, I definitely, I, I agree with you on the Chuck Berry thing. That Like, Johnny B. Good, so the certain songs, it's like, just doesn't come true for me. Those, yeah. are, the, those are the ones that are like, kind of like, okay, I need yeah, to go to the bathroom or something right now. But, or, but or is, there, is there a year or is there an era where would, you just stop uh, being a fan? No, no, n- never stop okay. being a fan. It's always, okay. Grateful Dead is always home 
you know, always has that comfort and home. But I mean, kind of like you know, Touch of Gray when that stuff came out, it's kind of like I love Touch uh, of Gray. I, 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 but I, I'm I, just, I, I, you know, but I'm just saying as a live concern, there are certain it. years that if there's a Dave's picks or a Dick's picks that surfaces, certain years like '73 and '74, I'll stop what I'm doing mm-hmm. and, and check that out. Okay. But okay. I don't go past English Town, New Jersey. 1978 78 okay that's where i stop okay that's the last one for me so i i I, I, go ahead well i was just gonna say i think kind of coming to it late to like aaron uh aaron got in the dead before me and then my first show ever was in 91 uh and i I, you know i got on the bus in 91 you know before that i i knew like a few songs of theirs and stuff but like 91 I really got on board after seeing my first show, and that's where I first time I ever was dancing to drums in space. And "Fire on the Mountain" is what hooked me. That yeah. that song, and then started going down the catalog. So I don't think they really ever lost me anywhere. I, you know, I I enjoy all the day, and that's one thing I love with the Grateful Dead too. There's so many different eras, different keyboard, so many, yeah, different keyboard players, different things, different drums. Well, like yeah, you can split it up drugs. basically by keyboard eras. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As soon as as soon as Keith died, and it was replaced by what sounds to me like an ice cream truck sort of keyboard <laughs> I, I i don't like i don't like brent what he brings to it you don't like I brent don't, singing no it sounds like he's going to the bathroom oh wow man somebody's <laughs> i know a couple people's heads Spot that just explode right i know too for sure no no no. you know what i'm talking about there he's straining <laughs> it's like he's going to the bathroom so i it's a turn off for me and frankly if i'm throwing on in the dark it's for Touch of Grey. It's for West LA Fadeaway. It's mm-hmm. for Hell in a Bucket. Yes. It's not for Tons of Steel. No, no, Tons of Steel. I'll I'll go with you on that. See, uh, I love that you're being so honest because you clearly have love for the dead, but you're like, no, yeah, it's not a, all that's my a stuff. Right there. I love them like crazy, and I know a lot about them. So I'm not talking out of my ass, but there's probably a lot of people on your show who I'm guessing because the dead are in my top ten bands of all time. But I just draw the line at a certain point. Because I think um, at a certain point, Jerry was, maybe other people as well, but Jerry for sure was disillusioned at the empire that had spun out of control. And certain things, I think he was just punching the clock or I'm doing this because this was something we started doing a long time ago. And frankly, I don't know how to stop doing it at this point. See, Dave, you you touched on that whole statement that you just said. I had a... Well, I had a bad trip at the gorge a few years back. This is dead and company. This is dead and company. Mm -hmm. And I I saw that. Where where you're assured a bad trip. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But but you're, you're kind of right. Like I, I, I saw exactly what you just described just behind the curtain and it, it like, soured me like from then on and it's not that i can't listen to it or i won't listen to it or i don't appreciate their what they've done for the scene i think what they've actually done is pretty incredible um but i i i totally agree with that like it at a certain point it turned into a nine of fiver um in a certain kind of a way and the magic it's up to the person it's up to the the people to keep the magic it wasn't necessarily uh, you know I, I saw that like she said behind the curtains, I, I thinking of that like 95, like, you know, last time seeing him in Vegas, 
I went, uh, one of my friends worked for Bill Graham Productions and I got an all access pass to hang out backstage, do whatever. And I witnessed that behind the scene, like nobody was even talking to Jerry. He had a security force around him. When he left stage, he went to a separate tent than the whole rest of the band. They were like sequestered away from each other. What year the, is this? 91? This was 95. 95. 95, yeah. 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 When I, like I said, the first show I saw was 91, 92, 93 was cool. 94 was kind of weird. 95, it just, you felt it. And probably because I was backstage and I got to kind of witness the separation of the band. Like Jerry just went off into a tent by himself and then they came back on stage all separately. There was like, it, you could feel like there wasn't a lot of communication and it was kind of sickly yeah. backstage. I, yeah. I think for me, the my favorite era of Dead is primal Grateful Dead stuff. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, when yeah. they were figuring it out. Um, the acid test. Yeah, the acid the test stuff, maybe. Oh, so you're talking 65, 66. Like, well, yeah, like from 66 to like, 74 is the yeah. oh, good yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. All the other stuff is great up until the end of 89 in my opinion. I Yeah. I like 80s Dead. I like when Jerry came back from his coma and learned to play again and I like Brent. Brent really like made me feel at home at my first Grateful Dead show. It's a memory of Brent's playing that really like sticks with me but once we got through 89 into 90 i was on tour and i could see what was happening i could see that it the edges were rusted and that the the thing was weird and as we got further into the 90s 94 i even kind of stopped going as much because it was sad and kind of depressing yeah and uh so if i'm putting on grateful dead i'm putting on like i said from like 66 to 74 or i would even say 65 uh because i love those early shows and that and that initial tape with with early morning rain yeah i know it's basic but i love that and i listen to it as much as anything and so 65 to 74, they never made a single incorrect move. <laughs> Agreed. I, I, that nine years was everything. Then when they came back in 76, it was fine, but it, it lacked, there was a cocaine professionalism to it that was perfectly apt for the disco era, mm-hmm. Shakedown Street, et cetera. And they played some amazing shows, inarguably, but it was a different kind of thing. And they weren't searching anymore. No, no. I th- it became, man. I, uh, I David, I, how do you how do you figure somebody can because they're like the or one of the longest you know running bands, at least still touring and you know merchandise and all that stuff. Like, how do you feel like a band can continue to pop out fresh stuff or and and still you know have the people that are there listening and the fans interested and wanting to come back. Well, I think with them, they, the formula they set up always leaves that X factor of, we don't know what's going to happen. It also is inviting to making mistakes. So they're 
their game plan is perfect because even if they are inebriated to the point of not even being able to, to stand up, it is a known fact if you're if you ha- haven't just crawled out from under a rock that part of the allure and the greatness of the dead is that most of the time they suck because they're taking chances <laughs> they're walking out on a knife's edge taking serious risks um to to cohere if only for one magical moment during the context of what could be surrounded by hours of dog shit and they're well aware of it. The audience is well aware of it. It's an implicit agreement that we're looking for something. Come with us. We'll find it together. And unfortunately, over time, what that leaves a, a, a sort of unwritten clause about is if they start to stumble, trip, and fall on their own shoelaces as people, it allows them a lot of breathing room yeah. to fuck up on stage knowingly, not in the search for anything, but just playing shitty music without a goal in sight. Yeah. Right. So they right. kind of set it up at, I, in the very beginning. I, I, to, they built it in unknowingly, yeah. a yeah. clause like that. Yeah. I, I have a, a memory of, there was a show, I don't remember the year, maybe 80, maybe 90, 89, 90, at um, <clears throat> Irvine Meadows Amphitheater. And I remember the night, I remember the show, I remember being there. It was fucking transcendent being in that audience that night jerry took me somewhere i've never been before i had an experience at that show that was just insane and i went back and listened to that show recently it was one of the worst shows musically Mm -hmm. i have ever heard (laughs) but for whatever reason there that night that was not how it felt man it was i was somewhere else with them but you go back and listen to it now and it's, you know, the time is all wrong and Jerry's singing off key and fucking mumbling. And like, it was just painful to listen to. So I don't even yeah. know. I don't even know how to explain that. Like other than you were high, you know what I mean? But, but yeah. that's an experience that is happening in spite of what is coming out of on stage. Yeah. It's, 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 that's wild to me that that it is. you can, it's disparity, you know, that kind of disparity. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if, if you don't really, if you're not really a thinker, if you're more of a, just like dive in and, you know, a, a dead show, no matter what era, no matter what year is going to be a great experience, no matter what. Yeah. If you're a navel gazing douchebag like me, you can think your way into out of a paper bag, and I'm just sitting there scratching my fucking chin during the show. So to me, looking back, I saw them for in the dark. I actually saw them as a teenager before, literally before I knew you had to actually inhale for marijuana smoke to affect you. I had it in my mouth, and I thought I'm not feeling anything. Uh, yeah. So that was the first time I ever smoked, but uh, I don't feel looking back like I really saw the dead. Oh, that's a fair. That's fair. You know, I, what, go ahead. Well, I'm just, I'm just curious too. What about uh, Jerry Garcia band? Because that Aaron got me to a show in '91. I'm so glad it's the only time I ever saw it, and that was such an amazing, different, was different. <clears throat> different thing to as hear a, him. That's a different animal. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's like gospel. So I, I don't, like, I'm not going to be reductive here. I don't want to be, but from what I came away, 
you know, reading about that band. It was uh, there were, a lot of it was an excuse to have a place to hang out with John Kahn and do heroin. Is that wow? Is that, no, that f- from his own f- from reading books about what he was doing with John. I could be totally off, and I don't know the Jerry Garcia band as much as the Dead. Because I mean, there's some like stuff with Howard Wales or with Melvin. There's some stuff that is just complete lightning in a bottle. It's it's. I I need to learn about them. I don't really know what's supposed. To be I can send shows. you some stuff that is. Smoke a joint. Put on your headphones and they're taking you. It, you're going. It, well, it, even and it not was, smoke a joint, because I'll say this, even though I'm like, I know the least amount about the dead or anything, anytime Garcia birthday or the, I'm Garcia sorry, the birthday grass, sorry. Them too. I, so, yeah, them, them, they're really good too. But anytime um, Jerry Garcia is on, it's, a, it feels different. It's a, totally different. It feels more rustic and it feels more like church whether you like church or not, it's like a more spiritual, more, um, heart tugging, you know, it's, it, if it makes you emote in a certain kind of a way and it feels good to listen to, it's not like, Oh, I get it. Like you're trying, you know, it's like it, you can't deny it. Yeah. 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 uh, I mean the, 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 I haven't had very many experiences with them. I know there was a live set, a two disc live set that came out around 91 or so. Mm -hmm that uh that i really really loved and i listened to that a lot back then but otherwise uh i i truly would appreciate some kind of like a you know i got you a rundown list yeah thank you i got thank you man you. it, it it's, thank you. if you're a fan of jerry garcia in the 70s the jerry garcia band stuff is him unshackled from the confines of what the grateful dead were and exploring his own musical space as an individual with different players doing the songs that he loved so that you get, you get, you get somewhere that you don't get with the grateful dead. You really get the essence of Jerry, who he was and what his, what's coming, the soul that's coming through the playing. It seemed, more, it seemed more natural to him. Yeah, more, yeah. more yeah, yeah. like he was on and happy yep. all the time when right. he was doing that, doing his thing. I'm curious what, you know, we're talking about the Grateful Dead, but right now today, what's the stuff that's got you excited musically? Well, because of the completest nature of my show, I'm, kind of shackled to whatever i'm researching a lot of a lot of um that doesn't that doesn't mean i'm not excited about each and everything that i've become more and more selective about what i'm covering and who is guesting on the show and what i've been preparing for now which is one of the one of the great thrills of my whole life is i'm having on tuesday i'm doing a massive interview with michelle phillips where she's going to rate everything the mamas and papas ever did. Oh shit. And I have 125 pages of notes for that. So oh I've been gosh. only uh, just circling that orbit and all the solo members. Um, but let's see some of the things I've been listening to a lot of just for fun is yeah. there's a, a, there's a new guitarist named Daniel Bachman 
who's in the John Fahey style, mm-hmm. who's doing incredible work. Um, uh, let me see. Um, I don't, I'm not listening to a ton of new music. That is new, though. Um, I just, I've been listening a lot to all the extra stuff that comes with Greg Allman's mm. Laid Back, his solo record from 50 years ago. That whole release, not just that record, but all the stuff around that from when Dwayne passed away and he was he was a wreck, but he really had his finger on the pulse in terms of making moving music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're another, what a great band. Oh, yeah. Doing a deep dive on those guys because they're so legendary, but all their legend rests on 1969 to 73. Wow. It's crazy. It's been 50 years of who gives a shit, but it doesn't matter because those four years were so crazy. Yeah, that that band is an enigma to me. It, How so? Because they were so good that I, it doesn't make sense to me that they weren't on equal footing with the Grateful Dead. Yeah. <clears throat> it doesn't yeah. make like sense success wise yeah or? yeah and and fan base wise like why people weren't doing almond brothers tour and stuff like it, it because it, it by and large it was kind of the same experience happening you yeah. know they were they were musically attacking from the same direction yeah and they played gigs together and totally simpatico certainly more so than the beach boys and the dead yeah yeah uh, but Which never you know, not sense. that that was, yeah, not that that wasn't a cool pairing for the disparity. <laughs> but <laughs> so, are you? Do you guys? Do, do all three of you have a clear favorite dark star? <laughs> no, no, I I don't for no? sure. I I don't. Aaron, I do you? Aaron, do you have a clear I do. favorite? I I do have a favorite. Dave? I I do, but I I'm just curious okay. if if, I, you know, if a deadhead is even able to say such a thing. <laughs> Well, have you heard about what Phil's doing? What's that? The what's something? Uh, terrapin shit. I'm terrapin I can't, shit. No, I can't remember the name of the website. Phil and, presenting terrapin, terrapin shit. shit. Well, that, that happens. <laughs> um, God damn it! I terrapin. I think I grabbed my pants. <laughs> it's it's an online. It's a website where. The, Dark Star lives now. And okay. and so what they're doing is they started playing Dark Star and it will never stop. They're going to have other bands continue pick up where they left off and That's do their piece brilliant. and then another band is going to come and it, it it's in perpetuity Dark Star Infinite. will live forever. Living. I love this thing. Yeah, it's really cool. Dark Star is one of those songs where if your kid is listening to it you you know part of their drug history. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, I'm looking for the date of this. Dave, how do you decide what's next or what you're going to spend all your time researching? Some of them fall into my lap. Some of them um, are just you know the way my inner winds blow. If I'm if I'm wanting to listen to a certain thing, uh, then. 
Honestly, it's been more motivated these days by guests. And the reason is I am relying 100% on the income from this at this point because there's no other way to do it. And my monthly income is currently $902 minus $30 for monthly expenses equals $872 to to feed a four-year-old, my (laughs) wife and myself. So um, I can't, unfortunately, even though I... I live on the margins in terms of my tastes. I can't dwell on the margins quite yet uh, with the kind of focus that I would like to and and have intermittently through the show's history. Um, you know, I need to do more things more like the Beatles solo careers. And, mm-hmm. you know, the biggest the biggest episode this year has been Nirvana, which was oh. had, there wasn't even a guest. What? So, yeah, I mean, I've had really, I've had famous, you know, very famous guests mm-hmm. on, and the one without the guest is, you know, I'm trying to crack the code so I can feed a family and then do whatever the fuck I want. You figure yeah. it out. You let me know. How Okay, so <laughs> how old? How old? How long? Is, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask, how old is the show? It's two years old. Wow. So two years, two years old, and you're just like, you were all in immediately at two years? No. Okay. Um, initially, it was a whim. Uh, it was uh, my friend and I, uh, my best friend, and we, you know, said this would be a great idea, real simple, quick idea to make millions of dollars in our free time. Of course, <laughs> a couple hours <laughs> and, a week. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it really wasn't for money, but you know, but we had, you know, we were confident it would be great. A few months into it, we started getting a real audience. And then I started getting very laser focused on it and it terrified the guy I did it with because to him, it was still a lark. And I was diving down the ultimate rabbit hole, which is I was ready to throw my life into the fucking trash can for the show. So we went our separate ways. He still does a lot of the Patreon stuff with me, which is awesome because he likes doing it. He doesn't like anything else. Um, and so then uh, then I started getting really serious about it and working from, you know, I'd wake up sometimes as early as two in the morning, be working all night, go to work, work on it all day, stop working on the, is that one of those things you get online uh, where you get like, a, is it really good? Is it a good cloth? It's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's like silk. Okay. I was cleaning my glasses for everybody listening. Oh, that's listening. the dead. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, there was this company that gave Aaron and I sunglasses to, and this is from that company. Aquila. Aquila sunglasses. They, so Grateful how many how many sponsors do you have? It's right oh, now three. Yeah, right now well, three, but four, but Dave, right. through the six years that we've been doing it, we've had like. Uh, 70 50 no. yes we have if you go back and think about all the little one-offs the, we've yeah. had oh yeah you're we've had so many right. different i i haven't gone down that road yet how many how many years have you guys been in existence it's six and going, a half go yeah going mm-hmm. on seven okay at what year did you start looking for sponsors where it felt like Three, this is the two sense? well we, yeah maybe a couple years in yeah, we, we pulled years. like Oh, this was kind of same with you, Dave. This was not like, oh, we're going to all 
three of us spend every single weekend for the next six years doing this. We did not (laughs) think that at all. I wasn't even involved. I didn't care to be involved. It was a cool thing my husband was doing. Great. Have fun. He pulled the apple into it. Cool. Friends doing their thing. I support it. And then it was like, well, well, you come on. And I was very hesitant and reluctant because I didn't want people to know my business. I didn't care about that. I, But I was supportive, you know. And I was like, it's a Grateful Dead thing. I'm not into it. It's fine. Um, but then there was like a lot of feedback of my opinion because I'm not like those two. I have a completely different opinion and had a different upbringing. And so I bring something different. And so from that point on, when we kind of solidified, it was going to be the three of us. Aaron was like, I found my special purpose and this is what I want to do in life. I was like you, I I was, I'm ready to go all in and, but we still had a son. I work a day job still. And we all do. We all do. Um, Okay. But two years in, is when do you do you make decent? I mean, this obviously is pro, I'm guessing off the record, but, but it's fine. You, I'm not with sure this, with the sponsor because I haven't uh, flipped that stone over yet. But I'm starting to tread those waters um, because I've had such a focus on Patreon. So um, that's it's funny. Um, that's a good focus, though. Dave. Your your money from sponsorship is one thousand percent dependent on your listenership. Um, right. Cause it's cost, cost think, per mile. It's like $25 per thousand downloads. Right. But, but, but the thing is that's if people know this world, if you approach companies where there's a young CEO who has quote unquote vision, that's what we've been doing. Facts. That's exactly what we've been doing. So that's, what I was going to say two years in, we approached, we were, we have been, and will continue to be very pointed in who we take on as sponsors for no simple road. We're not, taking on bullshit to sell it for no reason. So we've taken like, how did you know how to do this by yourself? Is somebody doing it for you or no, this was all me. Well, Aaron's dad, Aaron has a a background in the entertainment industry. My dad was a producer, director, writer. My mom is a, was in show business as well. She was a trapeze. Anything that I would have seen that he did. Um, probably not. It was like (laughs) B movies movies back in the seventies, you know? Yeah. Try me. Um, Fists of Steel. Fists of Steel. Not my daughter is one that he did back in the day. Um, he he. My dad did uh, was a Las Vegas show producer and produced um, Jack Benny, uh, Judy Garland, Judy Garland um, Sammy, Davis, Sammy Davis, Davis Jr. Jr. All those. Did you guys. say? Did you say Fists of Steel? Is yes. That a that's a Bruce Lee film. Or no, 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 no. This is Carlos Palomino, the boxer. It was, okay. it was so bad. Henry was, Silva. Was awful. <laughs> yeah. Henry Silva was like the one really recognizable name. As, and that's yeah. always like yeah. the bad but guy. But I, I say all that, or I, I mentioned that because it really, I don't think any of us would have known, but because Aaron had that background from his dad, he kind of understood where the, like how and where to ask for money. Yeah. And so our first, yeah, yeah, our yeah. first sponsor yeah. was an online me, me Grateful too, Dead. Because of the, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. It was an online Grateful Dead t-shirt company that does like grateful dead songs in picture and i thought their shit was cool and i was like well what that is, would be I, make sense. I have to t- plead total ignorance what is a stand what is a contract with a sponsor how much 
would I ask for? That's or up I to think you. So, okay, let, let, I'll say this. Um, that sponsor that he mentioned, we still have them, Shop Tour Bus. That's still our sponsor. Longest running sponsor. We, uh, at the very beginning, we're like, this is your price for, per month till whenever. No, 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 no. That's, right? that's not what happened. No? But I, it's how I, it's been. I wrote out a business plan for them, like an, a real pitch. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to go up this much per month over this many years and da, 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 da. And the owner of the company came back and he's like, brother, we'll just do X number of dollars forever. And I was like, okay. <laughs> is it a, is it a good, it's, it's great. Deal? But, but it's mean, one sponsor. And so learning yeah, from but this is, this is all piecemeal. So yes. it's under 500 yes. bucks. I'll say yes. that. But still, yeah. I mean, cause the, the money I get for my ad on Spotify is it's it's looking like about 70 bucks a month i would say for which an is, ad on spotify yeah what is that explain that it's just about using spotify as a plat platform for podcasting okay. yeah that you so have at I, the beginning yeah oh, i appended okay. Okay. i appended to the head of my thing and it's pennies but you know what we get enough of this. So it sounds like you've focused on sponsorship which that's why i'm asking you questions because i know nothing about I know about, you know, approaching people and asking for money. I just didn't know if there was a standardized No, man, I've been, I've been approaching people that we have relationship with and, and that okay. are that are part of our network of, stuff of family. That, stuff that makes sense for the show, too. Like, do, you have a, do you have a Patreon? Yes. Yeah, and, and so okay. I, that's, okay. that was the next thing I was going to get to. Um, our Patreon has been going since the second year of No Simple Road, and we did not put the energy into Patreon no that we should have it it uh for the for the first five and a half years it it was lackluster at best and i figured that the people that listen to the show would just help us with money because they liked listening to the podcast and that is not the case you have to create content for patreon i'll, I'll make you a deal i because i've worked with such ferocious intensity on the patreon thing and honestly I haven't even started because the next couple months is going to be a serious attempt to relocate everything over there. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a lot of reasons for it. Um, if uh, I, I would, it would be my pleasure, especially if you're serious about it to help you guys give you ideas Fuck yeah. or all the, all the tips that I've gone through um, and give me some, whatever insight on the sponsorship thing. Uh, because you know, I think it it seems to me, and also, you know, I've talked with people who have been massively successful at this, mm -hmm. that a, a lot of it is just, um, is, uh, you know, just being persistent and, and knowing how to repurpose successfully. Yeah, that's, I've come to the conclusion that at this point, I'm doing No Simple Road because it's what all I know how to do. This is right, my, right. this is my life. And, and I'm, I'm in this for the, the long haul, no matter if it ends up making, paying my rent or not, but I'm not saying that for any other reason than to give you context. I, the goal is for this to support us and more. Right. Yeah. So I'm, so, I'm just, so there's all these revenue streams, right? right? So there's sponsorship, uh, there's affiliates, which is another thing. I just, because of Patreon, honestly, 
and the amount of work that goes into my long form interviews, mm-hmm. um, I just haven't gotten the time to be able to open up these revenue streams. But affiliate, I mean, anytime somebody buys a record, they do it through me and I get a cut. That's mm-hmm. a revenue stream that's waiting to be open. Mm-hmm. Um, books. So transcribing your interviews, transcribing whatever it is, or the story around the inception of the podcast, whatever that is, whatever that looks like. I started getting into actually asking my guests for music. And now there's enough that I could put a compilation up to sell it through my Patreon. Wow. Which, of course, acts as a Trojan horse to get people into Patreon because you have to be a member to get that and it's only sold through there yeah see we we've Um, started we've started doing like um we have a a friend of ours that like one of these guys that i was telling you about that's like encyclopedic with grateful dead and jerry garcia band stuff and he's picking like the juiciest best stuff and we're putting that up once a week we have another friend that like knows all the best jam band shit like the deepest coolest weirdest jams he's putting that up apple's doing content every week mel's pulling a tarot card for the patreons every day i'm doing nice, my own nice. thing so we're, we're getting in there and, and working it a little bit but it, it it's it, it re- it's like a child and it really does require its own amount of attention because patreon is the social media and if you're posting things you can't just post it and be flat. You have to like respond back to what they're saying or, you know, like whatever other people are posting. And so it really yeah. does become. Where, where a- are you guys active social media wise? Instagram. Yeah. Instagram. Okay. Okay. Are you on um, both Facebook and Instagram? Facebook, Instagram, and X. And the reason okay. I have to be on everywhere is because, because I have so many guests that come through in order to, to utilize the socials. I don't know what platform they're going to use. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it, the one I focus on is definitely Facebook though, because with Facebook groups, there's a whole level that you can't get anywhere else. That's true. We, when we started no simple road, Facebook groups were huge for us. And, uh, I just didn't have the time to maintain the engagement there. That's why I moved to Instagram, but Instagram's been really, yeah. really good for no simple road. I, I want to go back to your question because I didn't answer it. Eleven, eleven, seventy-three, dark star. Yeah, let's get let's get back to the show. Eleven, eleven, seventy-three. We could do a side um, episode, no, Dave, gonna, on this. Right? We're going to set up <laughs> on, on the other side. I got to say, for for a band that's so heavily marijuana intensive, that was an impressive conversational bookmark. You like that? <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah, yeah. So eleven, eleven, seventy-three. I actually hadn't heard this dark star. Hey, this is a Patreon plug by the way, uh, until my buddy Andrew put it up as the pick for his pick for the week. And it is a 35 minute odyssey dark star. And it's not the kind of dark star that is gonna, um, take you to the outer limits of space. This is a dark star that is patient and you're hearing the best of what they can do interpreting that living thing that is dark star. It's really, yeah. really fucking good. And this, the recording it's on relisten. Um, the recording is really good. Cause some of those, some of those shows, man, it's, it's the audience recordings are painful. Hello out there. Yes. Hello out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz and I'm Flynn McClain. 
Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! I don't even mind it if, if uh, you know, like stuff from 67 or whatnot, when they're doing, you know, old versions of Alligator, as long as they're doing Alligator. Yeah, right. Give a shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think... That's a, that's a great choice. Yeah, thanks, man. Do you have a favorite? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I, I definitely do. And this one, it came out of not necessarily a search for Dark Stars, but there was this one super intensive period of listening to them. And I came across this one. It really blew my mind because uh, usually there's one defining or characterizing feature about a Dark Star. This one encompasses whole universes. And I love when they get to that place where it's not just creeping dread and uh, <laughs> you know like the the crawling coke bugs that come out of jerry's guitar or what have you yeah. and i don't mean that in a derogatory way like a like real palpable terror yeah um but this one is the dead at the fillmore east 9 1970 and what's remarkable about this particular date is it's the night after Hendrix overdosed and died. Oh, wow. And I can hear in the music, and I don't know if I'm investing my own personal perspective on these kinds of things, but I could hear the draw of the limelight that, Ooh. you know, that attracted the Hendrix moth. And I can hear the terror of, you know, not only what, uh, what happened with Jimmy, but... I can hear the empathy in, um, you know, in Jerry and, you know, the idea that it could very well be him. And of course it was 25 years later, but um, it's incredible. It took that long, but I can hear all the range of all of human emotion on 91970s Fillmore East Dark Star. Wow. I can't wait to listen now. Yeah. Um, It's funny. I can't think... Uh, like, I'd love to know if you think I'm overhyping it once you listen. I can't. To it. Yeah, I can't oh, wait yeah. to listen to it. <clears throat> I can't think of another band except for Fish, where folks have a favorite this one or that one. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> yeah. it. Really speaks to what the Grateful Dead did. I think that Fish is a logical extension of the universe that the Grateful Dead created. They, you know, those guys are all admitted Grateful Dead fans and grew up listening to the Grateful Dead and other stuff. So I think right. that's where we, where the comparison diverges. You're, you're getting Emerson, Lake and Palmer, um, Frank Zappa influence with, you know, talking heads uh, with fish that you don't have with the Grateful Dead because the Grateful Dead just didn't grow up on that stuff. But the guys in Fish actually had 
space between them and the dead. So, and, and also the dead's world is, as much as they stand for exploration, it's as hermetically sealed <laughs> in atmosphere as is humanly possible. Nothing got in there. No, 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 it didn't. And, and so I can't, like I said, I can't think of another band besides Fish where people have a favorite this or that. Like, yeah. I can think of my favorite Fish 2001, right, off the top of my head. And I, I don't have my favorites. I'm still learning. You're still learning. I'm still learning. Um, well, so what do you like? What do you listen to? Well, honestly, like I listen to a lot of ambient music. Like uh, what? Like spa music for years and years. Um, and, and they're just like compilations of like flute music and Tibetan bowls and um, harp and even flamenco guitar. Um, and when we're all together, our soundscape is the same. I don't have my own music on. So we listen to a lot of goose and a lot of, um, fish and stuff like that on my own. I'm, I like to have music on so I can think, I don't want to listen to music to think about their music. I want music on so I can think. So I like to just not hear lyrics. And so that's what I do on my own when I'm like driving to work or I'm like cleaning yeah. the house or like I'm spending my time listening. It's to, you know, benign. No, no there's no celebrity in the, in the music. It's just music to You have a new to. nickname. What? Ambient Mel. <laughs> well, you know, music is no, no, for- No, no, no. How about Mel, Mel Low? Yeah, Mel. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Actually, that's been my that's nickname my whole life. Yeah, Mel Low. Nice, nice. <laughs> but yeah, like music is so many things, right? And like, because we go to a lot of concerts, like this last six years, I've gone to more concerts in my life than I've gone in my whole 45 years of living. And it, it is absolutely great. And I never thought that I would be tired of live music, but I do like my ears just get tired of listening to different things. And so for me, I need to, if I'm going to hear something, I don't want to hear anything. It's like a palate cleanser. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want a little spoonful of Sherbert music and that's it. Like <laughs> benign. In, in, in stark contrast to the last several years, I mean, I, I call a large group of people at a live show and no thanks. <laughs> you can't do it, huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, at this point, uh, I'm either the studio albums or a studio album of the live experience. <laughs> well, but you know, Dave, our, our show has... Um, kind of been it didn't start this way but it became a live music podcast and it's not exclusive to that because we've had authors on we've had chefs on we've had comedians on so it's not exclusive music but like a lot of our um listeners come from us going out and hearing passing out stickers and stuff and then mm -hmm. listening to you know being in the show together and then them listening later so like it's kind of part of our job as a podcast system. Yeah, yeah. To go out and, and do these live shows of up and comers as well as established music to be in the scene, you know, to be in it. And I never thought I'd want to do that or would do that, well, that but that's, that's kind of what was yeah, birthed from the show. Something that happened with no simple road is we became, I, I was searching, this is years ago, like searching for guests to have on the show. And I was finding out about new and interesting music that was cool for me. And so we'd have those people on the show. And then 
our listeners would be exposed to a band they had never heard of before. So mm-hmm. that has become a staple of No Simple Road over the years is that we're introducing. What is it? Yeah. What is your guest search criteria then? Whatever if we makes like me it, happy. It, it's it, because, okay, this is the thing. I know like you um, will put on stuff and you'll be like, oh, this was great. I didn't like this, but whatever. Right. Um, we want to like it. I uh, specifically, I want to appreciate it because Otherwise, I don't care to listen. I my ears are precious, and I don't want to spend time to listening to stuff that I don't want to hear. To say, oh, I didn't like this in the last like. We a- have a show called Queasy Listening. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a Patreon show, oh, and shit. it's specifically to not just not because everyone, especially YouTube comments, loves to point out how shitty everything is, and that's it. Instead of actually, uh, you know, offering I a like viewpoint it. that's worth anything. So that's true. this explains to you why Billy Joel sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, actually. That's actually fucking yeah. cool, man. Yeah, cool the, cri- the criteria. I'll listen to it. I won't, I won't be a part of it. I'm like, if I don't like something, I'm going to keep that shit to myself. Who cares what I think? I do. <laughs> and so do the people that listen to the show. Yeah, people, p- listen, I don't care how peace and love you are as a dead fan. Everybody likes, in this day and age with social media, everyone likes to like point at the guy falling down. Of course. Oh, yeah. of course. In, any, I, in any way, shape, and form. So don't shy away from that on your show. <laughs> <laughs> the, the criteria for a guest on No Simple Road is something that the three of us find interesting are mutually interesting yeah, that that we dig together or and sometimes there's favors yeah yeah we've d- we've done that before and then we end up falling in love with whoever we had on but like you know comedians that we find funny or an author that really gets us off or um you know the a, a band that one of us finds that we all dig and do you know michael chabon no the author no Mm-mm. okay he was he was one that uh, got in touch with me recently um but uh so I, are you happy with your numbers no we were just today we were no. just saying that they're pretty low but, they're low right now but and they they don't stay that way it's it's i'm gonna, I'm gonna look at them right now <laughs> I, I can't i can't actually see your numbers but you know about uh listen notes right oh yeah yeah so oh no you guys are doing you guys are top one percent right I know that, but for us, we're it's in, never enough. No, no. And we're in a we're in a downturn right now for whatever reason. Like, yeah, like thirty five percent. Do you remember what you said about your Nirvana I, episode? You're like, I've got all these amazing guests, and then you think those are the ones that are gonna like. I be- all, yeah, always the ones where I'm like, okay, at least this section I can breathe easy. It's a no-brainer. no brainer. No, no, the no bra- The no brainers are the worst. There's no rhyme or yeah. reason, well, dude. We had we had an yeah. artist, uh, an, a poster artist, one of our best shows. A poster artist. He doesn't sing. He doesn't have music out. He just does art, and it we was had- amazing because his social media and his followers. Huge. are very active so they wanted to listen versus somebody who is somebody like a a or b list celebrity and then their numbers are fair we had trevor okay. hall on the show who has i don't know one hundred and forty thousand followers and on he's Instagram. a big star he's a big name sky sells out red rocks like it's a he's big no we had torin from the kitchen dwellers on the banjo player from the kitchen dwellers on that episode crushed that was our top episode of 2023 
No rhyme yeah, or reason. I, I can't yeah. figure well, it out. I, did, I would say so not, no rhyme or current, reason. Cur- currently, the lead guitarist of Testament is on the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were just listening to that a little bit of that this morning. And he's a great guest. He was yeah, a great he was guest. very verbose. Good dude. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, he has 125,000 followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So not that the numbers for this were not respectable, but that should have been a flood of people coming through because he took he accepted my instagram collaborator request so my post became his post right one hundred twenty-five thousand people i was just thinking all right <laughs> sit back me. and let it come out and it was just crickets or not crickets but it was the same yeah. same thing you know same fans i've learned so i there's a we had a, we had o'teal on um very early on was one of the first musical guests we ever had on the show. And when we, when I was putting the episode out, I remember thinking, this is it. This is where we bust out. This is We're going to the top right now. When I hit send, this is it. No, that's not what happened. And over the years, there've been a few, like we had Billy strings on. This is it. No, that's cool. That's cool. He's, he's really good. Oh man, he's Oh, but you know what? He's really good. Um Jesus, the podcaster, insane. what's um the comedian podcaster that we had on? Duncan Trussell? Yes, Duncan Trussell. He oh, was he dude. was a good one for the show. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, we had him on twice. Yeah. yeah. And and Hey, if I if by the way, if I could put you in touch with any of the people that have been on my show, I've had an unending flood of people. Wow. So just scroll through if anyone's of interest to you. I'll put. You I think. In touch. I think you and I need to set up a meeting. Yeah, you guys totally Let's should. I want to. I want to talk Let's to. Do it. Was that really David Lee Roth on the Van Halen episode? No. <laughs> it was. I love. Had, uh, I love that we, one. By the way, uh, I, I listened <laughs> to that. You. I listened to that this morning with coffee on the patio. I love Van Halen. We were. I mean, I was very deluded early on be- mm-hmm. without having any episodes at all. And really, even though I'd done stuff creatively, never in this field, I was looking for advertisers. I was looking for guests like David Lee Roth. Uh, you know, oh, Lord, looking back. <laughs> hey, man, Dave, all they can say is no, brother. But Dave, with your I know. with your filmmaking background, do you have you thought of or do you have any hope to put what you're doing onto some type of video format? Well, I have a script that's music related that I've been trying to get off the ground as a third feature now for years. And Elijah Wood was actually set to produce it. Um, and for a couple of years, he was on board looking for money, couldn't find any. Now his partner is still looking for money, but it's peripherally, peripherally related because it's music based. It's a, it's a, a narrative feature about a psychedelic rock band that I created and it fictionalizes that bizarre gap between the boundless optimism of Woodstock and the end of the sixties <laughs> night, nightmare zone of Altamont. So it's a, it's a film about, it's called bad vibes and it's about <laughs> a, a band called sunrise majesty and the lead singer turns into a werewolf that is prompted not by the full moon, but by the presence of a square. Oh, and shit. <laughs> so it's, of, it's, of, it's of course, spread, spread by bawling. So he, uh, the whole band gets it, and they have a mini Woodstock on their property in order to spike the punch bowl, fuck their fans, and send them all out into the world to kill every last living square. Oh, shit. 
Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, that's that's going to go to the top of my Netflix want to see immediately. It's it's well, at the top of my Netflix want to make. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to say, you're bringing up the film stuff, too. Those are the one I just started touching on those of the... Uh, all the ones you do with John Landis. He's a, it sounds like so he, John, he's a good friend of John, yours. Yeah, John's the executive producer of the film. Okay, that's why I was going to ask. If he's a, like, why not get him involved in that? Because man, he's involved. He's involved. Awesome. But, you know, the way the climate is these days, everyone's battling to find their own money. So yes. he's lending his, his name to it as executive producer and will do anything he could or I'm sorry, we'll do anything he can, just like he did with my prior film, but this time lending his name because he did an American Werewolf in London, yeah. which is the best werewolf film best. of all I just watched yes. that like about a month and a half ago, and it still holds up, man. It's a great it's flick. It's the perfect combination of scary, funny, yep. and romantic. And so I wonder, how come music and not movies? Like, why not do this with movies I've with always, your background? I've always loved both. Yeah, okay. And you know, often I'm listening to music more than I'm actually watching, watching. films. Yep. And it, this just, you know, I was in my early teens and writing music criticism books and stuff. Music, film, it was, it's all one piece. That's why John was on. It's a, and that's why films about music. Yes. There's no border for me, really. Right I on. get it. I yeah. get it. You do, you, know that- do you play an instrument? I fuck around, but I, I have a... It, I actually have a band with the guy I started the show with, um, and it's called the Mentally Regarded, um, <laughs> and and it's a, it, it's it's expressly yes. it's expressly just for the creation of a triple album rock opera about an elfin journey that is totally plotted out, and every song is a completely different genre of music. Two of the uh, of the three albums. <laughs> are completed and are about in me uh, on Valentine's day and our Patreon will finally be available. But then we're going to do a Kickstarter for the third album, which is going to be unlike anything ever done before, because <laughs> it's wow. going to be 10, two minute songs on the first side and one 20 minute song in the second. side. <laughs> okay. That's pretty creative. Yeah, man. yeah. That is hella creative right on, man. And all that's available on your Patreon. Really good. It's it's going to be February okay. February fourteenth. We're doing a show about the creation of the record because it's been going on for many years now, like fifteen years. Oh shit! So we have two albums done, and when I tell people this, the best thing about it is they look at me like, "Oh, you poor thing." Like I did it on a four track or something. Like I'm a loser sitting in my bedroom jerking off onto a tape recorder. In in point of fact, it was done in a fully decked out studio, <laughs> and this thing is so crazy sounding uh, that that to me is the payoff. Is watching their facial expression melt and transform. Oh yeah, right on. That's... Whether or not you like it, it's produced. Wow. Okay. So yeah. if if no simple road listeners want to find you, get involved, Patreon, all that, what do they do? patreon.com slash discography okay and right now uh there you the free show is every friday at 4 a.m eastern standard time without fail haven't missed a week since the inception of the show but then through patreon you can get two episodes a week three episodes a week or even four 
And at the $10 level, you are getting each and every show eight days before everyone else. And they're ad-free and they're considerably longer. So they're okay. the ultimate version. So sometimes like this week with Mike Watt, that just went up, it's 10 minutes longer. There's shows coming up where it's gonna be two hours longer. Wow. So eventually, if you're a fan of the show, the ecosystem is you just, I'll give it a shot. And then there's kind of hopefully no going back. Right. It's a, it's an entire universe to involve yourself in. That's, I'm, I figure that's what it's got to be. Do you create seasons with your show? No, because it's a one unbroken season. I've one. never stopped. Okay. Yeah, we haven't. Yeah, I same. never knew it. I never knew what that meant because it's <laughs> season one. Yeah, like we never started that, but then later on, we saw people doing seasons, and it kind of makes sense. You could take a break, or you could finish a season early and go on a vacation, or do whatever. But what's we, a vacation? We never. Well, we didn't. And take. <laughs> we and, didn't do none and of that. And take a break every time we get a break. We're, 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 we have like a weekend off. We're like, oh yeah, weekend off, and we're like twiddling our thumb like what do we do now i feel like we should be should doing an interview record? today what what, what can you, we do you want to you hear something cool actually i, I have all my sh all every single last piece of content is spoken for for me mm -hmm. until january 19th wow. for me right now wow. um everything like several shows a week and so i just always am monitoring my cushion that's what I call it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to push that cushion out. I, the material that I will have, I have the Mamas and Papas coming up, and I have uh, Robert Schneider from the Apples and Stereo is doing both Strawberry Alarm Clock and his own band. Oh, wow. So once those two are done, I'm going to have enough material to get me to June. Wow. And then at that point, um, because I'm on an e editing tear right now, at that point... I'm going to do everything I can to push the show forward instead of maintaining. I feel like I, like I'm a junkie that that the the smack isn't working anymore, but I'm just too scared to quit. So I just need to fucking. I understand <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That reference hits home. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, David, man. Uh, I feel like we're they, just getting started. Yeah, we're just getting started. <laughs> Dude, yeah. uh, can I just ask, how is this insomnia affecting your life? You seem to have like an awesome personality. You're smiling. You're happy. Like, if I don't get like an hour of sleep, I'm a freaking kill someone. Listen, you're catching me while the mic is on and I'm, you know. I get it. I okay. drink coffee. Okay. <laughs> but it's like, as soon as I click off, I deflate into like a sad balloon <laughs> shit. Because we have a good friend no, who's I'm got tired. It. I'm fucking yeah. tired. Yeah. We have, a, we have a buddy who has actually a, really close a, an friend. issue the same way. Yeah. And and every time we see him, he's fucking life of the party. He's great. And I'm like, how in the hell do you do it with knowing insomnia every night? It really would take over the show. And and admittedly, it would be worth it. It almost like it would be co-opted by the band. Well, that's I mean, why, that, that's you kinda... know what? That's why I asked about seasons. Maybe you can do like a special season of that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, put it that's out. That's a great idea. I, I think that I, I know that the Grateful Dead universe uh, fans that are alive now enjoy podcasts and are hungry for Grateful Dead related podcast content. Yeah. And um, it'll be, it'll be incisive. It's not going to be. Probably the typical, I don't have time to listen to tons and tons of podcasts because of my workload, mm -hmm. um, but I know it probably just wouldn't be the same take 
when you're the same guess. But um, I can't wait because it's a lifetime. I was on Hate Street the night he, the day he died. Oh, oh Jesus wow. Christ! And uh, that was that was an intense experience. I was also at Polo Field for um, in August '95 when they had that ceremony. Wow! Oh yeah, that was incredible. I, I remember hearing walking through Golden Gate Park through the woods, and in the distance, hearing his note perfect peals of his slide guitar from the wheel oh yeah coming through the woods and just following that sound all the way out into the field where there were thousands of people there i'm gonna i want to ask you a, a controversial question do you think that it is the grateful dead after Pigpen? oh hell yeah really yeah. okay yeah yeah hell yeah Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, anyone who's that much of a purist that, <laughs> you know, uh, look, Pigpen was huge, but he was kind of, he kind of just did one thing and, you know, he just did it perfectly well. Mm -hmm. And so it was almost like a museum exhibit because, <laughs> and even the name, an animal name. Here's why. Because the rest of the band was, was, uh, like talent was almost metastasizing within all of them. It was g getting quicker and quicker and, and errors were being replaced by new errors and doubling up on themselves. And the whole time, nothing ever changed about Pigpen's approach. Oh. Uh, the only thing that ever changed, this is my argument, but to me, that's what's great about him is that he would never turn his back on the rudimentary elements of the blues to me he was a blues purist yeah when you're a blues purist you don't go being evolutionary about it you just stay a blues purist. well no and when the rest of the band is exploring consciousness through the avenue of lsd and you're not it's hard to keep up with what's happening there in a you know what I mean? The, the, the evolution is not the same. He's running in the other direction. Yeah, he's you're using, working with a completely different he's set using, of tools. He's using consciousness deadening tools. Yeah, he's and, drinking. Yeah. yeah. So he's in a whole different bag, doing a whole different thing. So when he was gone, there was no way to replace that energy or that person. They just got somebody different and did a different thing and introduced a very badly needed... Um, sense of being able to you know have an odyssey on the keyboards <laughs> as opposed to just pounding out what i love by the way is that roller rink for fisa for fisa sorry i never know how to pronounce i that. don't know this uh, yeah in 66 when they would do super early shows at the Avalon and stuff, his his organ oh. sounds like <laughs> like in a roller rink, and I love I love that yeah, I yeah. love I love that sound. It sounds like I'm putting it down, but I love that. But you know, Keith would never play that because he would fall asleep three notes into it. That just <laughs> would not be interesting to a jazz. To a jazz player. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. I just, I asked you that question because I've, I've actually thought that myself, like the band, the Grateful Dead started as the Grateful Dead with Pigpen. When Pigpen passed away, we were replaced with Keith and then Donna, different band, 
different band, different sound, completely different thing. Then they left the band and we get Brent, completely different band. And so people. So maybe what the Grateful Dead means is not, it's not static. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's, it's kind of a revolving door of, and it has continued all the way till now. True. If in in the universe of quantum physics, where after Keith's unfortunate demise, they broke up, they would be the perfect band. They would have had no missteps. It would have been the proper conclusion. But, uh, you know, I, this is a you know controversial answer yeah. to a controversial question is they should have just, you know, either bagged it then or I don't know. I mean, Your audience it, is going to pelt me with rocks. It's okay. <laughs> you know, we, I think when you, when, because uh, I feel like this about No Simple Road, I, it's who you are. So what do you do? You can't quit being you, you know? I, I mean, I, I guess I could quit being me that does the yeah, show. What, what if I just decide to quit? Like, that's it. Then that's, then it's you guys. It would be weird. It would be really weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. You can get like Schmelany to come. Yeah. Uh, we'll have Darwin <laughs> sit in. Darwin's our dog. Listen, if, if you have the skill set to have gotten where you've gotten with the show, then your ingenuity and your street smarts means you can do a whole host of things. Absolutely. But you just, it bores you. So that, that's why you're doing this. The yeah. first thing you said to us is you're a completist. That's an intense statement right there. <laughs> yeah. Like right off the bat. And I understand what you mean. And there are people that you make the world go around people such as yourself, you know, documentarians, researchers, people like that, that have to like get to the core of stuff. That's the kind that's, we need that. We love that. We all don't want to do that work, but we want to see it. And we want the, the, like, you know, the benefits of the work being done. Yeah, But all of us types look at, you, at types like you, where you're like, oh, I get the, the dead. They're pretty good. I like a lot of bands and you're writing in your journal. Yeah. Uh-huh. If we all want to be you. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. It's not. It, yeah. Yeah. I've never thought that before. Okay. I think, I, I've got a follow up question because I don't know many people that have been through the surgery. We we're just talking about. I, I had mine back in March, and every day I worry about it coming back, but it hasn't. It's been good, and the doctor said this will probably fix you. For I'm just wondering if it stuck after that traumatic kind of setback has it been good and stuck for you the surgery yeah yeah but i mean i was uh anemic and oh. i'd wake up every day and be losing blood and um wow okay. and coffee stopped working for me so it was, it was kind of it's it was scary um but um you know so the surgery was necessary that's why i did it yeah, yeah. same here Boy. Thank God you're on the other side of it, man. Yeah. Brother. Right on, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a life changer, that that surgery for me. Yeah. It, it, you, it, it was too for me. How, why for you? Uh, because I'd had uh, about 10 years before that of on and off dealing with those issues and bleeding, never knowing when you're going to the bathroom what's going to happen, whether it's going to ruin And it. we'd be at like music they, festivals and stuff. And, and, and it would just, happen. Yeah. Go to the porta potty at a music festival and have those issues. It's like... My weekend's fucking done. I'm going to have to paste on a smile, try to get through this and be in pain and worry about everything for the next couple of days. And that, yeah, that's, I mean, that's over now. 
So this show was born out of, that was one of many problems for me. So I would wake up, I'm a type one diabetic. And before I got my automatic pump, um, I had a really bad case of some diabetics in the, in the middle of the night, when you're not able to control your sugar, it things spiral out of control. And I was one of those, am okay. one of those. Wow. And so during the time when the show was first happening, because the just to address the level of intensity that I uh, with which I attacked it, I was waking up super early because of a insomnia, um, but also my sugars were upwards of four hundred. Holy shit! Yeah, and so I'd have to pee because it spills over into your urine. Mm-hmm. So once I started peeing. I was, as soon as I'm peeing, I'm thinking about, I got to get in the Facebook group. I got to do the, I got to, you know, edit this episode. So it could be midnight. It could be two in the morning. I was up for the day. But then I go to the, I'd always go to the bathroom, lose a lot of blood. So every day it was harrowing. So um, when I was doing the podcast, I wasn't approaching it like a normal human being. It was like my, it felt like my fucking lifeline. Mm. Okay. Wow. I totally understand. I, yeah. I get yeah. that. That makes sense. That makes sense. Absolutely. Wow. So have you, f- I don't know, maybe you already answered this, but have you found equilibrium no, with that? No, he said no. No, right? Well, no, yeah. no, no. It's no, hard I'm, too, Dave, because you're doing it on your own. I yeah. mean, I know you said your friend's helping with a Patreon, but like if Aaron had to do this on his own, he'd, he'd go, he'd be insane. I Just, do uh, abso- absolutely everything. Yeah. I, that's it. I could, I can, yeah. Yeah. Even like Mel has started when I'll, when I edit, she'll stay in here with me while I'm editing. And even that is help. Just having company while you're doing the work is, is huge. You, know? Do you edit everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I do all the social media, all the editing and all the booking. Yeah. So you do everything. Mm hmm. We Aaron, Apple and I show yeah. up and we help with the yeah, Patreon yeah, yeah. and they do yeah. the Patreon. But yeah, you, yeah. but you know they, too, you, Dave, like with too many hands or too many cooks in the kitchen, especially if you have a vision. You know, Aaron is very vision oriented. He's an artist, and also, you know, aside from all of the tech stuff, he is an artist. And so, when you have a creative, artistic mind, you can't have too many people putting their shit in there because it's not what you're thinking of and so the help that we can afford him is like get him something to eat or make sure shit's done for him so he doesn't have to do extra from i wish i had that my wife sometimes is is definitely good about i'll forget to eat not some of the time no i all the time i'm I'm on his shit i'm on my on aaron's i mean as we don't have any our kids are both out of the house so now we are each other's kid and so i'm i'm paying attention to that i'm seeing he hasn't yeah, eaten nice. i'm seeing like what's going on dude Babe, you've been down here for six yeah. hours yeah. you drink 19 cups of coffee and you haven't eaten it. yeah it's time for you to get, stop yeah, yeah eat do something what <laughs> no i need i definitely need you know I'm i'm looking forward to learning how to live better because you know i was I was actually in recovery for a while and then all the medical stuff happened. I live with chronic pain. Uh, the ways I deal with it are inelegant, I would say, and I describe it as that. Um, and, you know, I don't drink, but, 
you know, if that's really the only flag I have to wave, it's not much of a flag. <laughs> that's my only flag too, brother. So we're good. We're on, we're yeah, on the yeah. same Aaron's, team. Aaron's California sober. Yeah. <laughs> I was full on sober. And then I got cancer, two neck surgeries. Jesus Christ, uh, brother. Diabetes and the hemorrhoidectomy thing. Dave, so, you're a freaking yeah. fucking warrior. Warrior, man. You're a trooper and a half, dude. Man, right. holy shit, dude! Yeah, right on, dude. You freaking rocked and rolled it. I mean, I re I remember living in San Francisco. Uh, in this was this had to have been like ninety three, and there was this troop of guys that were real couch dweller, um, you know, couch surfing dead types. Yeah, not not the smart, you know, not the sharpest tools in the in the the drawer. We all know and love them. But this one guy was very smart. He was hanging out with these guys, and I could tell, you know, what the hell is he? What is he doing? And he pulled me aside and, t and told me he had had AIDS, and he he only had a certain amount of time to live. Um, and I think he was just you know, using going on tour, which at that point it was probably like a year left yeah. of shows that he didn't know about, uh, to go out on a gentle slide. Wow. Damn. Wow. wow. Yeah. Dude, I ain't that, going you, out like you never that. know what someone's dealing with. No. Never. No. Never. Yeah. It's insane. Wow. Dude, I'm stoked we did this. Me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. This is fucking cool. I'm really happy yeah, to have met great. you, brother. Really, really happy to have met you. I think me we too. can help each other. Yeah, I think that we can definitely yeah, help I'm each other for, for sure. Meeting. Yeah, me too. And, man. Uh, and it's ball tickling to think it's going to be in two. I'm going to have to wait two weeks. I know, me. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that's a great description. It's ball tickling. I love that. <laughs> next week, <laughs> next week, Mel's out of town. Our grandson's coming, and we have a live podcast. Yeah, we got doing. a lot of shit going on. Wow, wow. I can't believe you guys have grandkids. Yeah, well, we, we have five-year-old grandson. We have, yeah, just a year wow. older than your son, and... Um, that's another that's thing. Like crazy. it just changed our, our, our life completely shifted. And so that's why we're able to do this. We wouldn't have been able to do any of this shit if we no, had the kids here. Yeah. No, no way. Never. I think our son in high school that, that we were able to do it because he was in high school. But like, you know, when you have a young family and you're trying to develop yourself and buy a house and like be together. No, no way. No, way. no fucking it's, way. It's, it's, it's too much. It's too much encompassing. That was weird. I just got kicked off. And yeah, that's weird. Came back on. <laughs> Everything's been yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a. Uh, I can't, but that's crazy. How old are you guys? Can I ask you? Yeah, fifty-two. I'm forty-five. Okay. Fifty-four. Okay, I'm the grandpa okay. usually in the room. What about okay. you, Dave? I'm gonna be fifty-two in February. Right Happy on. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's. I mean. I don't. We've been lucky. We, Jesus, we, you're a 45 year old grandmother. Yeah, I was. I was 40 at, as as a grandmother. It was like kind of literally the best thing that could ever happen to a 40 year old. Their daughters. I feel like 20. I feel like pr like prior to handing out blocks in your family chain, and you, it's like sex education book. <laughs> <laughs> you know when when I was, I was i was a 16 no year old single mom and wasn't me it was you know always oh my, my wife was 19 right yeah. it's like such a i was already i was getting married by then yeah um, we got married when she but, was 19 but i was a 16 year old okay. you know single mom and like 
everybody's like, this is a horrible, you, you know, you shouldn't be that do that. And then I'm, I, I get married at 19. Another thing, what are you doing? You're so young, you're a teenager, blah, whatever. It's the fucking best thing I ever did with my life. Those asinine or irresponsible, you know, things. Everybody's always trying to do responsible shit. I was very irresponsible, but I was really responsible how I handled it. And I was a fucking great mom and I poured every second into it. And because I was young, I didn't worry about making mistakes or doing dumb shit. I was just, we just did it. I just did stuff. Yeah, and yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't beat myself up about bad decisions. I just was like, this is my first time I'm doing it. And I'm a fucking great mom. We're the best. We're, we're parents. I it. Well, I we're, she really is. We're wait, par- wait, you guys, you guys are in Oregon. Yeah. yeah. Portland. Yeah. But we're okay. parents okay. to like people that they want to be our kids. They, they're like asking, they're like, you guys are the best parents. What do you, you know, like it's, I just put my kids first and now that I don't have to, I yeah, can yeah. put this first and it's a whole different head, you know? Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Fun. It, it works for me. I'm I'm older than both he, of them. Yeah, man. he's our I'm fun. like I'm I'm like their child. Sometimes <laughs> I have a lot of guidance. You know what you, know what you, you remind me of is Uncle Jesse from the Dukes. Of yeah. Oh hey, shit! I like, I like that. Jesse. Uncle Jesse meets Santa Claus. I like that. And, and, yeah. and kind or, of Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse. If you if you wore overalls, that's it. The costume's complete. Oh my god! <laughs> it's on. Oh okay, okay yeah. Just I'll take that. Yeah. I love Uncle Jesse's <laughs> shit. Some Oshkosh. I got him upstairs too. Uncle Uncle Jesse always knew the weird shit and like had weird connections and knew how to like ground the Duke those good old boys. Yeah, there was there was a time in our culture when Enos had his own Enos. Is that his name? Yeah, Enos. Yeah, no, Enos. I think you pronounce his name. Had his own fucking spinoff show. Really? It wasn't even. It it, wasn't even Roscoe Pete Coltrane. It was Enos. Yeah, Enos. I remember that. It was a massive it, cultural phenomenon. It's somehow. funny too. My gr- my grandfather on my mom's side that I'm named after James. His middle name is en- Ennis. Oh really? They were well, almost the same. They were almost spelled the same. They were almost going to name me after that. But my mom's the one that said, "No, we're not going to do that to him." His middle name's Michael. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's I mean, at least it's Anus. This is just straight on Anus. <laughs> really close to Anus. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Anus and penis. Anus. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Penis worst, Anus. The worst intersection ever. It's the intersection between penis and anus. <laughs> yeah, I much prefer Uncle Apple to yeah, we'll go with Uncle Anus. Apple. Anus yeah, Uncle penis. Apple rules. <laughs> Well, brother, it's been a fucking blast. Let's. Uh, it's been great, we'll, man. We'll yeah, I can't wait to keep it going. Yeah, yeah. we're talking a week. We're definitely man. keeping this going, man. Dave, you're yeah, too fun yeah. not to, man. I'll, uh, Absolutely. I will. Yeah, we'll talk in a week, and I'll. I'll um, oh, can you do me a favor though? Previous to when we uh, can send you, you that stuff. That's the stuff about the mic, but also an intro with the Osiris people. You got it. Whatever. I would really love to talk with them at the okay. very least. I'd love to do a butt sniffing session. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm yeah. curious. I, I'm yeah, yeah. really, really curious. Yeah. Uh, when you do that, I want to hear what your take was. I'm not going in there with any expectations. Good. Perfect. Don't. It'll be yeah. different. Don't. It'll be different than the last time. Yeah. RJ's a good dude. He won't. Yeah, he, he won't. Sh- he will not show up on the call as a fox or a wolf. No. No. He's a good dude. Family. <laughs> what, family what's the other man. guy? RJ and what? RJB is his name. R like R J and then B E E like like the bug, and then okay. the other guy is Tom Marshall, and Tom is the lyricist for Fish. Okay. 
Cool. Okay, before we leave, I just curiously want to know, um, what's your favorite fish? Anything? Show, song, era, what? I have two favorite fish songs that uh, I feel really never get their due, which is Piper is my all-time favorite. <laughs> Because it's it's like a wind up toy. Yep. It's one it's one thing that just goes around and around. And I love that kind of song. And I also really love and find curiously moving Slave to the Traffic Light. It's a that's wow. one of my favorites. Oh, okay. It's one of my right favorites on, too, man. man. Thank you for cool. that. Slave to the traffic light is like at the end of a show, when that comes on, there's a feeling in the stadium or wherever you're at. That's unlike any other fish and, it, and it's them. Like, I feel like the band is, is reaching their hand from wherever we just were out in space. And they're p- slowly pulling you back down to earth, reminding you that there's these things called cars that you're going to have to drive in, in a little while and traffic lights that we have to pay attention to, but we're still going to have fun for another 15 minutes. Yeah. To jam the song out. Just remember you have to drive a car in a little while. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. I really the the tempo changes in that. Typically, I find those kinds of tempo changes to be very self conscious in a Zappa kind of kind of way. With these guys, there's an organic way they do it that doesn't feel studied, and it's got a groove that never is feels jagged or interrupted. Because Fishman is a fucking weird animal, and I don't that I don't understand when I listen and pay attention to the drumming in fish it logically makes no sense i don't yeah. understand how it's possible what he's doing so all right man we'll talk soon this was uh, this has been amazing how long does it take you to put it up well this one help you we have you will be out in one, a month yeah four weeks a month okay okay do you have a date i'll put it on my th- i'll make sure i if you don't know, that's no. fine. I want to He'll put it send, on my calendar. No, you know what? You He's going to send you that with the gear email. Yeah, it'll be around the... Okay. Just because it, we It'll have... either be the 29th or the Friday following. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. All right. I love you guys. I love you too, love man. You we'll too. talk right, soon, brother. All right. Peace. Be well. <laughs> yes, man. You too. Aw. Wow, man. I... Wow. Yeah. Super fucking cool. And you know what? I don't, is this, there's a lot of that, that, that I, while we were talking, I was like, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to, I'm probably going to cut this part out. Yeah, oh, that's what I was going to say. And then I was like, no, no, this is no simple road. We, and then, that's and then, what we just did. And, and that's mm-hmm. also talking to another podcaster. It's a kind of, like, kind of a lot of behind the scenes stuff that if might, anybody, might yeah. think like nobody wants to hear this, but they do. Yeah, yeah, yes, you're I'm, right. You're right. Just People us. do like to this hear that. This is us. I'm not censoring. This was it. literally us getting to na- to know Dave. Yeah. yeah. So there you have it, yeah. folks. Talking business, podcasting, music, all the health things that are us. yeah. We even, we even had a what? breakdown in the middle of the audio. What I really appreciate too about um, Dave is him putting everything out on the line, talking about his his stress level, his health, um, his partner, like you know, leaving in the midst of this and. He's still at it. He still that, loves it. He's still he's doing balls it. Balls to the wall. And it's not like, oh, ugh, I'm doing it. Like, no, he's all in. And to me, there is nothing better than when anyone takes something that seriously. Like, there. And to the three of us, hey, he's no bullshit. It's no Did, fucking bullshit. He's no bullshit, I love which that. is awesome. He reminds me of, you know, like, um, 
when a little kid will walk up to you and you meet a little kid and they're like, you're fat. You're ugly. Uh-huh. Your breath stinks. But he's, he's like that, but with more polish. Yeah. Like, well, remember before we started the show, I was like, you know, I, not that I have a thing about critics, but like a critic usually is somebody who doesn't work in the industry that they're yeah. criticizing. You didn't do it. So they haven't yeah. done Yeah, it's anything. critical of something they yeah. have no right to be critical but of. But somehow or another, I understand where he's coming from. And it doesn't- his level of obsession. Yeah. And, it, and, and he's it got a way of explaining of explaining it too. Like if he was like, like he was- There's parameters. He, he was or there's, like, I don't like the way you smell, but here's like 12 things you can do about it. And here's four yeah. reasons why. I don't yeah, like I don't it. like the sweetness of the- Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I can appreciate- a critique like that is yep. what I was going to say. Uh, well, that was really, really fun. And uh, go follow his show, Discography. It's on uh, Spotify and Apple Music. And he's, Apple on, well, and he's on Facebook, X, and um, Instagram. And Instagram. And uh, go, go to check out his, he sends out a newsletter every week too that's like the most comprehensive newsletter I've ever seen from anybody ever period and now i understand why every time i get it i'm like god damn i'm slacking so and uh well thank you thanks david appreciate you yeah and if you are listening still you listen to and roughly a couple hours plus of us chattering you are fabulous <laughs> fabulous thank you. thank you so much thank you for being either fans of us or david or both yeah and uh <laughs> We would like to welcome all the new Discography listeners to yes, the No Simple Road family. Welcome. And uh, you can go to our Patreon and get all the content we discussed yeah. here. Patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. And uh, we hope that everybody is safe and happy and healthy. And until next time, we'll be back next week with more stuff and things. Smile a stranger. Safety third. Hydrate. Love one another. Love yourself. Be kind. And, and, and you never know what somebody's going through, man, and why they do stuff. So... Give everybody the benefit of the doubt. It's probably a good rule of Drop thought. the judgment today. Yeah. Love y'all. Peace. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you'd cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? 
Fans of Too Much Effie Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. Oh.